Hello everyone. Praise the Lord. I hope you all are doing well. Today I just want to share something that God has been teaching me in the past few days and God put in my heart. So before I start my sermon, let me uh, start off with a very small story, something that is probably familiar to most of you. Uh, so uh, this is called as the jar of life or the story of the jar of life so a professor walks into a classroom with an empty jar in his hand and uh, as the students are watching him he puts in uh, large stones into the jar and he fills it to the brim and he asks the students if the jar is full and obviously the students would say yes the jar is full because there was no more space for the large stones to be added but then the professor takes in small pebbles and he adds them into the jar so the pebbles uh, go into the empty uh, spaces that was left by the large stones and uh, then the professor asks again is the jar full and the students say yes the jar is full this time but then he takes sand and he starts pouring out sand into the jar and the jar now seems full to the brim and the students say a very confident yes they say yes now you cannot add anything more but then the professor adds in water and there was still space left for the water and the students uh, then realize that okay now the jar is full and the professor tells something very important to them this jar represents life and the stones the pebbles the sand and the water represents different compartments or different things in our life now uh, it depends on how you arrange these things so if the professor had put in sand first there would be no space for the large stones or the pebbles to be added so the professor tells that the large stones are the important things in life and then the small pebbles the lesser important things and sand uh, even lesser important things and water the least important things in life so uh, he was teaching the students about how to prioritize things in life and how uh, we can have a successful life if we organize our life and if we set our priorities right in the same way in a christian's life as well we need to have priorities so in every task that we do we often have a to do list or uh, or an organized set of things to do so that you can complete the task well so in the same way in a christian's life if we have to have a successful life we need to have priorities in life and we need to give importance to uh, the, this set of priorities or if we need to have this priority and we need to uh, stick to these important things first and then the lesser important things so what is the list of priority or how do you prioritize uh, in your christian life the first and foremost priority should be towards god himself so we read in matthew chapter 10 verse 37 through 39 like this Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
Now in this passage, Jesus is speaking about giving him the first priority or to love him more than anything else, to take up his cross and follow him more than anything else. So Jesus is speaking about uh, the Christians having God as the first priority. Now, what is the ultimate goal in a Christian's life? A Christian's life, the, uh, the goal is not to find success here on earth that you might find you might not find uh, when i say success here what i mean is the definition that the world gives for success you might or might not find success be uh, as in being rich or being uh, well settled and things like that but the ultimate goal of a christian's life is to have eternal life and that is the ultimate goal uh, because the life here on earth is very short but if we lose our eternal life with Jesus Christ, then we have not succeeded. There is no point in having a success that the world defines as success. So how can we have this eternal life only by giving priority to God, only by believing in Jesus Christ? The only way to have this is Jesus Christ. And uh, we also know that uh, So, if we, if we buy any product from the market, we get a user's manual. So if we use the product according to the user's manual, uh, we see that uh, the product lasts for a longer period of time. But if we don't use it according to what the user's manual says, then uh, the product might uh, uh, wear off or the product might stop working after a point of time. In the same way, uh, we humans, we are created in the image of God. We are his creation and uh, so God himself is the creator and God himself can be the perfect guide for us so if we give our first priority to Christ if we uh, have a proper relationship with Jesus Christ if we have a proper relationship with God then uh, God will guide us as to what to do and how to lead our life here on earth so we need to have this constant relationship with God like how the vine has this relationship with the branch or the branches are attached to the vine we read this in John chapter 15 that uh, the branches uh, can bear fruit or they can be successful the purpose of the branch itself is to bear fruit so if the branch bears fruit it means that the branch is being successful so if the branch has to bear fruit then the branch has to have this connection with the vine so in the same way, if we have to bear fruit, if we have to find success in this Christian life, we need to have this constant relationship with God. Now, what is the relationship that we have with God? Now, Christianity is not a religion per se, or, or it's not something that we are obligated to do towards God, but it is a relationship that we have with God. Now, we know uh, that uh, Jesus Christ came down to this earth to save us from our sins, to die on the cross uh, and to restore the relationship that man had lost initially. So what is the relationship that we have with God? God is our father. He is our heavenly father. So uh, God has given us this right to become uh, the children uh, or his children and uh, we are given the rights to call him Abba Father. We don't find this anywhere else, this relationship. So God is not this distinct God who is there up above somewhere in heaven and he just so when we pray 
uh, he might or might not answer he might or might not listen no he is not a god like that he is our abba father so he is here with us and we are his children in john chapter 1 verse 12 we see that to all who call on his name he has given the rights to be the children of god and in first john 3 verse 1 we read that behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called his children in ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 we see that we are adopted into his family so remember that we were not worthy of any of this but then we were adopted or god uh, made sure or gave, god gave importance to us and god made sure that we were in his family or we were uh, we became his children or god made sure to restore that relationship back with us and uh, so when we give priority to god we must realize that it is a privilege that we have that we have this access towards god that we can come before his throne with boldness so it is a privilege and we wouldn't want to miss this privilege so it is better for us to give priority the first priority to god we should also abide in god and abide in his word in uh, john chapter 15 verse 7 we read that if you remain in me and my words remain in you then ask whatever you want and i will grant it to you so uh, the thing is when god has given us so much in a relationship there is always a give and take so uh, he expects something back from us and what is it that he expects he expects us to be committed to him so uh, in second chronicle 16 was 9 we read that god is looking or the eyes of the lord is searching throughout the earth to strengthen the hearts of those who are fully committed to him so we need to stand firm in faith we need to stand firm for the lord in all circumstances be it suffering be it in temptations so we know that god will strengthen us in during temptations or when when we have sufferings when we have trials when we have persecutions when people mock us we should always stand for god we should not uh, uh, to uh, to protect ourselves we should not give up or deny god so we should always stand for god and we should always have this disciplined christian life we need to give priority to uh, uh, the re- uh, reading the bible or uh, having a quiet time and having a prayer time we need to be as christians we need to be diligent we should not be lazy and uh, like paul tells uh timothy we should be like these soldiers who are always ready for the battle so we need to always give the first priority to god himself now the second priority is ourself now don't mistake me when i say ourself i'm not saying selfish motives but to build our character to become uh, or to have a godly character so the second priority is to work on our character so when we have a good relationship with god when we have this spirit filled life the holy spirit will build our character he will uh, reveal the uh, the flaws that we have the sins that we have he will reveal it to us and he will guide us as to what we should do to correct ourselves to become better every day now god expects us to have a holy life we see that in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 7 that uh, uh, and god says be holy because i am holy so that is one uh, goal that we should have when we aim to have this godly character 
Now, uh, in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, we read the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, when we live a Spirit-filled life, we will have these fruit of the Holy Spirit. What is it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And all of these things are uh, traits or characteristics that will help us become better human beings or it will help us improve our character and this is very necessary for us to have a godly character in romans chapter 5 verse 3 we see that sufferings or trials or persecutions or whatever difficult times that we find in our lives these sufferings will lead us to perseverance and perseverance will bring out character and character or a good character will bring out hope so uh, uh, when we have sufferings in our in our christian life uh, so i'm not saying that christian life is easy it is free of sufferings we will definitely have sufferings we will have persecutions but during all of these we should always uh, give importance uh, to depend on God and by depending on God we can improve our character we can uh, improve we can have perseverance and we can improve character now Christian life is not uh, a life of acting that is to say uh, we are not nice people uh, that is to say uh, we uh, uh, before I found Jesus I was angry say uh, uh, 100% of the time and now I get angry only 80% uh, of the time so 20% I have become nice that's that's not how it is so it's not an acting uh, it is not uh, also uh, obeying God forcefully uh, a Christian life is a life where the heart of the person is changed or it is renewed so this person has new affections he is a completely changed person and there is a real change in the character it is not acting nice but he is being nice or uh, or he is uh, genuinely being nice or his character or uh, his or her character has changed for the good in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 we read that if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has gone away and the new has come so when we are in Christ we should remember that we are a new creation or a new character has been developed in us in uh, 1st Timothy 4 verse uh, 7 we read uh, Paul uh, telling uh, Timothy exercise yourself toward godliness now what does this mean uh, it means that when we are uh, when we receive Jesus Christ or when we have this spirit filled life it does not mean that uh, day one uh, so uh, the the uh, yesterday I was uh, uh, I did not know Jesus and today I know Jesus and I became a completely changed person with good character and all of that so it is a process and slowly and slowly God will reveal your sins God will uh, correct you in the in uh, in the areas where you are mistaken and uh, uh, so you need to exercise yourself toward godliness and the Holy Spirit will guide you the only thing that you need to do there is to obey immediately obey and uh, we should not be uh, uh, denying the word of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit nudges us into obeying or doing something uh, in Matthew chapter 5 through 7 we, we uh, read a set of moral values and uh, throughout the Bible we see a, a lot of 
moral values uh, a lot of instructions that will help us build our character and only if our character and conduct is good can we actually glorify god uh, because our life is the fifth gospel that people will read and our life should glorify god in every way the ultimate goal in this character building is to become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ we read that in ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 that we need to become fully like jesus christ that is the ultimate goal so the second priority is to give importance to building our character into a godly character the third priority is the fellowship with believers or the human relationships that we have now only if we have a character like christ or only if we have a godly character will it automatically lead us to have a fellowship with our fellow human beings we will have love we will have joy we will have patience we will have peace so all of these characteristics will help us to have a good relationship with our fellow human beings so that is very important we should have fellowship with the believers it is christ's command and it is his desire to have a christian fellowship in john chapter 13 verse 34 we see that jesus was commanding his disciples to love one another and uh, by this love the people around will know that you are my disciples in john chapter 17 verse 21 we see jesus praying to god that we would all be united or we would all have fellowship with one another now in the verse that we read in matthew chapter 10 verse 37 through 39 we uh, at the first glance we might think what is jesus trying to say is he saying that we should uh, forsake our parents we should forsake our fellow human beings we should uh, ignore everyone and only go to god and live a uh, uh, live a life uh, isolated from uh, the uh, this social life no that is not what god is meaning god is saying give the first priority to god but then give your priority to uh, your family and friends as well you should consider them important as well they are the smaller pebbles not the large stones now what is the quality that we need to have to have a fellowship or to have good fellowship the first and foremost thing is to have selfless love and how can we have that we can have that only when god's love fills our life only then can it overflow through our life to the others around us and we should also be able to encourage one another we should be sympathetic compassionate we should be humble we should help the weak and we should be patient we should bear with one another's burdens so we should consider each other's burdens as our own burdens and do things for them as we would do for our own needs and we should stir one another to love and to do good works so we should be encouraging in that way and what is the benefits that we have if we have fellowship with our christian uh, brethren uh, we see in proverbs chapter 27 verse uh, 17 that iron sharpens iron so it's uh, it's this room that we have for correction and learning remember it is a room for correction and not criticism so uh, so when we have this fellowship we can together grow in the lord we can learn uh, and we can correct each other's mistakes and we can grow towards god in hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 we read do not neglect this fellowship because you will uh, this fellowship will help you to grow closer to god and it will prepare you for the second coming of the lord now uh, 
uh, when it comes to family uh, we see in first timothy chapter 5 verse 3 to 4 paul is addressing to the believers there and he's saying that you should look after your parents and your grandparents you should take care of the widows in your house you should take care of your family now if you do not take care of your family and come to god and do everything to god do all the works come to church regularly and things like that that faith has no value is what paul says there so we need to have to give we need to give importance to uh, our uh, fellow uh, the fellowship with the brethren and we should also give importance to the human relationships that we have in this life here on earth now uh, what uh, now we see in acts uh, chapter 2 uh, when uh, the disciples had fellowship that they sold uh, their properties and they helped each other and things like that that is the uh, level of fellowship that they had now does that mean that we should always have fellowship and we should not bother about our work our studies our career and all of that no that is not what it means in second uh, thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10 paul says if you do not work do not eat so what Paul says here is that you should not be depending on the fellowship. You should not be uh, eating away from the whatever benefits you get from the fellowship. So uh, 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 Paul here is warning uh, or uh, is encouraging the believers to warn anybody who is idle. So if anyone is not working and is only coming to fellowship and or uh, only doing things for the Lord and not working, uh, so Paul is... Uh, encouraging the believers to warn them uh, and to guide them and ask them to work for their food or uh, to work uh, so that they can eat or they should not be dependent on anybody else now our work station or our work wherever we work or uh, wherever we study that should be a mission field because we meet people outside and we should be able to share the gospel now remember uh, when i say sharing the gospel we should live a life worthy of the calling or we should live a life worthy of the gospel that we share so uh, we uh, see uh, uh, this phrase that is often uh, used share the gospel to people use words if necessary so our life should be the gospel that is shared so uh, in our workstations we should uh, consider that as a mission field and glorify god uh, with our character in first thessalonians chapter 4 was 11 through uh, 11 and 12 we read like this make it your ambition to lead a quiet life to mind your own business and to work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not uh, you will not be dependent on anybody so here paul is explaining that we should not be dependent on anyone we should work with our hands and in Psalm 128 verse 2, we see that we should eat the fruit of the labor of our hands. So we should work and we should not be lazy. Uh, now, uh, in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 33 and 34, uh, we read like this that a little sleep and a little slumber uh, and, your, and poverty will come into you. So uh, here in the Bible, we see that uh, God is asking us to give priority to our work as well. So we should give importance to our work. We should give importance to our uh, studies and our career but it should not come above god it should always come god first uh, our uh, fellow human beings next and then our work so it should come in that order 
uh, and we should also be ready to serve our fellow human beings because uh, from whatever blessings that we receive be it material blessings be it uh, spiritual blessings uh, so whatever resources that we have we should be able to bless the people around us our cup should always overflow it is not that as as much as we receive we store it up and uh, we uh, have this illusion that as we store we can use it later on but uh, that doesn't happen that is not how it works we should be able to bless others with the resources that we have so we should be able to serve others and we should be uh, able to help others now in james chapter 12, uh, 2 verse 14 onwards we read that faith without deed is dead so what does that mean it means that when we have uh, when we always pray and when we uh, come to church but then we ignore people who are in desperate need of something when we have the resources but we do not help them uh, and we only say okay we will pray for you and uh, God will bless you and things like that our faith is of no value our faith without deed is uh, dead in James chapter 1 verse 27 we see uh, James again encouraging the believers to look after the orphans and the widows to help the poor and those in need so uh, this is something that we need to give importance to as well now if you're in a position to speak up for those who are in need then we need to speak up so in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 13 we see that uh, uh, we should not be oppressing the poor or we should not be ignoring the poor we should listen to the cry of those who cry out to us because if we ignore those cries then when we cry out to God God will also not listen to us because God is their defender so we need we need to support the fatherless or the orphans and the widows and uh, uh, that is also an important thing that we need to do in our Christian life now uh, I want to end by giving a few uh, biblical examples the uh, now uh, we might often think uh, that uh, uh, giving God the first priority uh, is for somebody who is not very intellectual or uh, for the weaker people who need something called as faith for, to have their life going on no it is not for the weaker people it is the strong people who always uh, depend on God uh, for everything in their life because God is the ultimate source of the strength that we have so I need to uh, I want to give a, a few biblical examples as well the first example I'd like to give is from the life of King David who was the king or a leader of Israel so as a shepherd when when he was a shepherd boy he had this constant relationship with God and he uh, wrote Psalms he prayed and with the help of God he killed the lion and the bear and then he goes on eventually to kill Goliath but even then he gives credit to God and finally he became the king now he was a shepherd boy but then he became a king and even when he became the king he still worshipped God he did not uh, put his status first he did not uh, say that now because he is the king he has to only worship in such and such a way that is not what he did he worshipped God irrespective of his status now even when he sinned he repented and he came back to God and that is why he is called as man after God's own heart now the second example I want to give you is King Solomon now King Solomon was known as the wisest king the people all around the world came to him 
or uh, seeking an audience to listen to him to his uh, wisdom that god had given him but then we see his uh, story in first kings chapter 3 to 11 first he had this uh, good relationship with god he asked god for wisdom and uh, he uh, god gave him the wisdom and he built the temple first the temple of god first and then he built his palace so he gave priority to god but then eventually he had many wives who led him astray towards other gods so he missed his priority or he stopped giving priority to god uh, he stopped having this relationship with god and after that he started having enemies and eventually the kingdom was divided into two and uh, he was left with only one tribe while 10 other tribes went to another one of his servants and he got that one tribe only because god was being faithful to david his father so we see here that when solomon had this priority when he had this uh, priority right that time everything was fine but then eventually when he missed his priority when he gave priority to other things other than god then his life tumbled down uh, we see in the life of abraham he was a businessman but then he always had this priority right he he had god first family next and work later so even when he waited for a child he was trusting god now when he got a child also he had his priorities right he kept uh, going back to god he gave god the first priority it is not that he waited on god for the gift and when he got the gift he forgot god that was not what he did and he also gave importance to family now he put ishmael out uh, of his house because he was ill treating uh, his son isaac so he gave importance to his family as well he obeyed god and then he gave importance to his family and he gave importance to his work as well because he was a very organized businessman if we see so he had uh, 318 trained men in his house and uh, he had so much wealth so he gave importance to his work as well but his priorities was god first family next and then uh, and then work so uh, i want to conclude by saying this set your priorities right give god the first priority let the large stones in the jar of life be god and do not ignore family and your relationships and your work and your service to others but if you allow god to guide you in all the areas of your life you will have a successful life so i want to encourage you today give god the first priority and have a very successful life ahead thank you